Hi, everybody. This is Emily. We had anticipated putting out our midsummer episode around midsummer, but you know, life gets in the way sometimes. So we are putting out this episode a little bit late, but we hope you still enjoy it. We have Yay. recording. <laughs> that was an ordeal, people. You uh, you don't want to know what we had to go through. There were sirens, a small fire. There were animals running around <laughs> race to try cars. and get this recorded today. Yeah, race cars. Actually, race cars. <laughs> Literally, race cars. <laughs> Teenagers throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is what we're going through to try and get you your entertainment, your yeah. content. And that was just on your end. That wasn't anything yeah. that was happening for me. Yeah, that's that's not even Emily with her uh, haunted laptop or whatever the hell is going on. <laughs> I'm going to blame the heat. It's very hot yeah. here. Yeah, that too. It's probably everything's overheating. I can't even blame the heat here. It's Well, it says it's raining according to my laptop, which is a bald-faced lie because I'm looking outside and it's definitely not raining <laughs> like a lot of times I'll open the weather app on my phone just to like see what temperature it is or whatever and it'll be like it's currently raining and I look outside and I'm like it is not raining <laughs> all right okay I thought that was just because of where I live because I live like in a tiny town there's no like weather sensors or I don't even know how does weather work yeah. yeah, how do they know your exact location and what the weather is like? I was thinking they just say that it's rainy in Ireland all the time. Well, that's true. It does <laughs> rain here once a day. It's... They're like, Ireland, rain. Yeah, that's why it's so green. <laughs> Click that button. Yeah, it's like, you want to dry some clothes outside? Ha, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's life on our, our wet little island. It's everything under the sun over here. Rain, snow, crazy heat. It's just, it's all of it. You get proper seasons though. Like when I lived in North America, I loved like your autumn, fall time. Everything just turns so beautiful. Like here, but now we just have wet leaves. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's wet, but now in leaf form. <laughs> New and improved. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I've also just become really self-conscious of my laughter because as I'm watching it record, it's like perfectly spaced lines and I'm like, oh my God, do I laugh like a robot? <laughs> No, that's nice. No, I can't. I can't see. I can't uh, pick that out. Although I am watching for because there's a car currently backfiring outside oh, no. my house, and I'm watching to see if it's picking it up while you're talking. I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, but just a brief explainer for anybody listening: it is the Donegal International Rally this weekend. So if you have, <laughs> if you're from Ireland or the UK, you probably know what rally driving is for anybody not from here or who who may not be familiar it's pitcher nascar people like me yeah i i give emily a brief rundown pitcher nascar but with less organization and on country roads with spectators on either side of the roads um standing in like ditches and among trees pure Um, chaos (laughs) yeah complete chaos like people are always getting knocked down at these things like cars get flipped but yeah they have like these little organized stages but unfortunately a lot of fans of this sport are fond of drinking and little else so (laughs) they basically just stand on the town that i live in for one weekend a year and they just drink from morning to night Loads of guys in their 20s with their underage fake tan girlfriends who don't know any better. 
and they just drive around in circles and clog up the town on traffic and businesses close and I can't leave my apartment because it would take me hours to get anywhere. I'm actually missing a family party right now because I couldn't get out of this town. Oh so, no. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, pretty <laughs> shit. But at least they'll all be gone by Monday and then we'll just have all the vomit and rubbish to clean up. Well, not me personally. Yuck. Thankfully. Right. Well, hopefully just not. The... <laughs> hopefully there'll <laughs> yeah. be nothing near my flat that I'm just like, oh God, get the hose. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Our thoughts are with you. Yeah. <laughs> I should actually get the hose ready in case there's any amorous couples outside. When the windows <laughs> <It's> spray <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Like feral cats, but don't feed them. <laughs> Get off her. Feed the, cat. her <laughs> feed the cats, but not the, not the people. Yeah, like go listen to country and western music somewhere else. That's so weird. Yeah, like actual U.S. Yeah, country music. Oh, even worse wow. than that, Emily. Irish people putting oh, yeah. on American accents. <laughs> it's speaking of that. I was gonna ask you: Have you heard the new Red Hot Chili Pepper song? No. Why? He sounds like he's trying to like sing an Irish folk song. Oh no. It is so weird. Oh god. Why, yeah. why would he do that? I first heard it and I was like, Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> because Are you drunk? They're touring at the minute. That's so strange. Yeah. You should check it out and let me know what you think because like we make fun of it here at my house. So is it like a Red Hot <sighs> Chili Peppers song, but he's singing in an Irish accent? Or is it like are they acoustic guitars and it's like Red Hot Chili Peppers trying to do like an Irish song. I can't even imagine what that will sound like. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to look this up. I'm going to have to listen to it. I used to love them. Maybe I have never really liked them. And then this was like the nail in the coffin. I was like, okay, we're done. Yeah. I do not like Red done. Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> even slightly. Yeah, so you had taste. They were like my first like real like proper favorite band when I was like 13, 14. Oh. I had like their... This is actually proof of why you shouldn't be able to choose tattoos when you're under 18. Like, I really wanted their symbol <laughs> tattooed on my wrist, the way Aunt Nikita yes. did. I can't imagine how embarrassed I would be if I had that now. I probably would have, like, done a home job trying to get rid of it. <laughs> well, that's kind of like how you and I met, going back to our origin story. <laughs> yeah. Lots of people have that logo yeah. tattooed on them. I'm wondering, and... should we, like, not mention the name of the band? <laughs> I don't know. I like I was going to say it and then I was like, do we say it? Do we out ourselves? I think I think maybe we don't mention the name of the band and just like keep it going. And then if anybody's yeah, listening who doesn't know us, they can speculate. Or it's yeah. like it would be pretty, pretty easy to figure it out. Like that'll be a fun game. Yeah. Yeah. Guess the band. Yeah. Guess the band that we were both in a fan club mm-hmm. for this band. Yeah. Although it wasn't called a fan club. It was called something that sounds edgier yeah it sounded a bit edgier and hey like i i still like the band certain members are being a bit cringe lately (laughs) yes if they would just (laughs) please stop and get off instagram right yeah just quit it with the memorabilia yeah quote unquote memorabilia memorabilia yeah there's any irish uk people listening they there's an episode of father ted the sitcom where there's somebody who's into the same memorabilia and (laughs) And like the quote is like, do you have anything from the allied side? And he's like, oh, no, I wouldn't be interested in that at all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's all I think of every time that person posts anything. But yeah, we'll leave it at that. Right in. Yeah. Right into us with your um, <laughs> your thoughts. Yeah. Your thoughts and hopefully prayers. For the- I once idolized this person and now I'm just like, oh, yikes. If your heroes are uh, ever like 
annoying you that much or anything just just block them or mute them on social media i'm a lot happier since i muted them and <laughs> i'm just happier i annoying. i liked you better when i thought you were just like a spooky dude yeah cool, cool and mysterious and yeah, yeah. right he is entering his what like oh, i'm trying to think of how he's probably nearing 50 at this point yeah he would be he would be like midlife yeah just shows <laughs> i like how this is turning into like the <laughs> the mystery band gossip <laughs> podcast <laughs> this is not what, what not what i signed up for they're a spooky band and that's why we are into spooky things and that's what brought you to rowan and pine i don't think that we ever introduced no we podcast. didn't do a we didn't do a proper introduction no. but yes this is rowan and pine my name is emily and my name is neve and, and we we're here to talk about spooky things, folklore, supernatural things, all of those things. This is episode two, episode one. We recorded a couple of weeks ago. We wanted to get this up or get this recorded a little bit earlier, but life has gotten in the way. Uh, we're yes. both very busy people, but we did want to get this done before the summer solstice, which is the subject of today's podcast and it's what emily's going to tell me about because i don't know anything about it and we're going to try this little format we're going to keep trying some things and see what works out best so this week we're going to be i'm going to be the listener and the reactor and emily's going to tell me things and i'm going to hopefully ask some questions or at least try and be insightful and not just be yeah. like really <laughs> you could be the comic relief <laughs> <laughs> I'm so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'll... I think you're hilarious. So thank you. I think you're hilarious too. That's why we do a podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We're both hilarious. I actually remember the other day in lockdown when you were doing your um, Emily is an influencer uh, Instagram yes. stories. Those were the best. I should probably bring her back, but I like, I think at that point I was like halfway like losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we all were, but yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> a lot of people thought it was really funny and I was surprised. I was just kind of doing it to be like goofy. And then people were like, make more videos. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to be like a content creator. So then I like backed away from it. <laughs> like, what have I gotten myself into here? Holy crap. Today we are talking about Midsummer. I think we already mentioned that. But yeah, because Midsummer is coming up here. I'm not sure exactly what day it's on this year. But I know that the celebration is typically on the Friday of between the 19th and the 25th. Mm -hmm. um, so whatever whatever date that falls on, that's when they would celebrate it. So this year it is on June 24th, oh. which is a week from today. Oh, cool. Yes. Why and, did I have 21st um, in my head? Maybe it's because the winter solstice is the 21st. Right. It usually it usually does fall between like the twentieth and the twenty second. Mm. I have a feeling so, like maybe our calendars here usually have it down on the twenty first for whatever reason. Well, obviously it's like seasonal, so it falls on different days. It's not just like a set day of the year. Like how right, and and it depends on like it really depends on like the depends on the sun basically. Mm -hmm. It is on the twenty first this year, but it is celebrated on the twenty fourth. Oh, cool. Okay, so it is. So it's the longest day of the year, the shortest night of the year, right? Correct. Yeah. So there's the most daylight and the smallest amount of darkness, but that's only in the nor northern hemisphere. Okay. Um, the southern hemisphere is the opposite currently. So they are going to have the longest day or the longest night and the shortest day. 
Oh, I always forget about that, that they're like opposite. And I have a, yeah. a lot of people, good few people I know who are in Australia. Like I should really pay a bit more attention to that. It's like winter there right now, mm-hmm. which is so, it's so weird to think that like we're dying of heat here and then somebody else in the world is like freezing. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize if you guys can hear me um, rustling my bubble tea, but it, it's melting. And, uh, I <laughs> yeah, wanna, drink it quick. I didn't want <laughs> to lose it all. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's funny though, like it's, because we're, we're usually so like used to being, everything's northern hemisphere centric. I saw like right. there was a girl on, she's like a fashion blogger on TikTok and she posted something about like her, like being so excited to get into her like, you know, autumn winter outfits and uh, somebody was just, somebody basically like sent her an abusive comment was like, you silly bitch, like what, why are you posting oh this my God. now? And she just was like, uh, not everybody's in the Northern Hemisphere. And like, she very clearly <laughs> was Australian. Like her whole boy, like her accent was very strongly Australian. It was like clearly yeah. somebody who had like never encountered this before. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. What do they hear about the toilets? They're going to go nuts. The toilets <laughs> go backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is really funny. I think even, especially like I'm guilty of it at times, but I try to not be assuming that everybody has the same like frame of reference mm-hmm. like me saying like oh it's 90 degrees outside and then realizing that the rest of the world is celsius so 90 degrees celsius would be like really fucking hot yeah you'd be dead yeah that's like almost boiling point <laughs> i you know the way there's some things that your brain no matter how many times it's explained to you your brain just does not have the capacity to retain it like people yeah. have told me shortcuts for celsius and fahrenheit so many times it's like, oh, you like divide and then you add and like my brain just will not. I'm just like, yeah, but I can, I have a phone. I'm going to Google that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to Google the converter and that's how I'll do this. Yeah. It is very weird because I know that I don't know the the shortcut to how to figure it out, but it, it's weird how the, it's not just like 20 degrees behind or something like that. Mm. It's like it changes. Yeah. So like, that's the part that's confusing to me. Yeah. It's like proportional. Like it's. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it does make sense because the way that it's based on the human body, like Fahrenheit is based on the human body, right? I think on like blood, <laughs> blood temperature, isn't it not? This is like one of those moments where I'm like, I feel like my brain is going to pop. It is very strange to me because like Fahrenheit, it's I mean, I think Celsius is the same. It's like, well, zero, one, two, three, four. Like you don't. Yeah, but like so. <laughs> hundred so yeah, degrees 100 <laughs> degrees fahrenheit right is that like around body temperature because you know the way when somebody has a temperature of like 103 or whatever that's like or a fever of 103 yeah, yeah the average human temperature is like 97.6 or 0.8 mm-hmm. so almost 100 degrees so in celsius it's 36 degrees that's so weird but celsius is based on the boiling point of water so once it hits 100 degrees, it starts evaporating. And that's why oh, okay. that's why it's used in science. So I can see why Fahrenheit would have been used because it's like maybe on like older instruments. We're completely speculating here. Like I know fuck all of it. <laughs> <laughs> we are not scientists even slightly. <laughs> so like, but yeah, like it's around like 100, 100 is in around like human body temperature. And then it's so like when I was a kid and you'd hear like, people in movies saying like her temperature is 102 and i'm just like what (laughs) it's 102 how is she not the sun their baby is dying (laughs) yeah if if you are correct yeah 
I never knew that um, Fahrenheit was relative to body temperature and then Celsius was relative to like the boiling point of water. Mm. Because I think I think that negative 20 is the same in both Fahrenheit and Celsius. Yeah, it's so, it's something like that, yeah. Um, they like, that's like where they like catch each other, which is so weird because then it's 30 degrees. Your temperature is like 80 degrees my temperature. Yeah. Yeah, so when you guys are talking about like how, how uh, hot it is and then like... Yeah. If nobody tr- uh, nobody translates for me, I'm just like, yeah, it sounds hot. <laughs> so, hundred and something. Just, just pretty fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, is that like basically in Ireland anything over like about twenty two degrees Celsius is hot? It's like that's you know the country shuts down and we all need the day off. Like it's it's so bad. <laughs> Whereas like I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up now because the other day it was hundred and three degrees. That is 39 degrees Celsius. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus, I and would then, die. And then we also have humidity. I don't know how humid it gets where you are, but... It's very humid here. It's like it's like hell, because you'll have, you know... So it's like 39 degrees Celsius plus, I think it was like 60% humidity. Yeah, I like... I, I felt like I was living in somebody's butthole. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, terrible. I think humidity is worse for you guys, because we have like... We almost always have like a cold wind. Like almost always, no matter how hot it gets, there's usually a That's breeze. Nice. Um, but when I lived in Toronto, like I never experienced humidity like that. I was trying to explain to my mom on the phone and I was like, it's like, you know, when you go into a bathroom after somebody's had a shower? Yeah. It's like that, but that's when you go outside. <laughs> Cause yeah. she was like So it's like you have it's like you have that plus the sun yeah. beating down on you. Oh my god. Yeah, thirty nine degrees, I I would literally just pass out like I went to Bulgaria once. I think it got up to 35 degrees and we all just had to like go like sit inside because we, we just could not. We're like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like, uh, I can't do this. Yeah. Irish people in the sun. Also, yeah. Irish people are in their 20s who don't know how to like protect themselves from the sun. It's right. just like. So they just turn into a pepperoni. Yeah. Everybody audibly crackling. <laughs> <laughs> just going it's so hot let's have more alcohol that'll help <laughs> we went on a um my sister-in-law's bachelorette party so my i think i've mentioned before my husband's family is from mexico so they're dark they're tan people they don't burn the same way and then my sister-in-law like most of her friends are also like mexican they're all brown everybody was like fine we went to the beach and like most of the people were like oh yeah i'm like kind of warm whatever but me I'm like pale, but I'm not pale pale. But one of her best friends is like freckles, super pale, mm-hmm. like rosy cheeks. Yeah. Like she's very much like your typical, like very pale person. Mm-hmm. And she just turned into like, oh my God, like Willy Wonka, the girl who turns into the blueberry. <laughs> but she looked like a cherry. Yeah. She was just like bright red all over her body. Oh God. Yeah. I've been there. It's... It's horrific and nothing helps because <laughs> yeah. like, oh, just keep your aloe vera in the fridge. No, the aloe vera won't stay cold <laughs> enough to go on my body. There's steam coming off of me. <laughs> and that trip, I, because I'm like the type of person who wears like pants in the summer. I don't really do like shorts or anything. And so naturally, like I wear like shoes that cover my feet. And so my feet like haven't seen the sun in like a, a million years. And so that trip. I burned the tops of my feet. 
And I was like, this is like a new kind of hell. <laughs> yeah. That and I think burning your scalp are the two like worse. Yeah. If you've ever burnt your scalp, it I is have. just. Because it'll be like right on like the part, like your hair yeah. line. Oh my God. And then it itches and you forget and you're like, oh, Ooh. oh. <laughs> I like when you said that, I felt it. I was like, oh, oh, oh no, <laughs> don't scratch your head. Oh my God. Anyway, summer, midsummer. <laughs> so, yeah, midsummer is actually technically it's the celebration of the beginning of summer, which, you know, it feels like we're already in summer. It's also known as Letha, which is one of the eight Sabbaths in the Wheel of the Year which people will be familiar with if they're into Wicca or paganism or witchy shit. Hashtag witchy shit. Hashtag witchy shit. That should be one of our hashtags. Yeah. Hashtag Rowan and Pine shit. The day is so long that it's said that the sun almost doesn't appear to move. The word solstice comes from the word sol solstitium. I think that's how you say it. It's a Greek word and it translates to the sun stands still. Oh. Yeah. Many European traditions said that it's when the Oak King takes over his half of the year. There's the Oak King and the Holly King. The Holly King takes over at the beginning of Yule, which is also the um, winter solstice, which is the darkest day of the year. I thought that that was super interesting. That is. And it makes sense for all of the, um, like, obviously they're getting that from, like, harvest and then holly. Yeah. Like, I know... That like they say we get Christmas trees from when people used to bring holly and like evergreen plants inside yeah. for Yuletide. Mm-hmm. Um, like as an offering and to like honor the, that life would come back to the land again. Yeah. Yeah, because like holly, like especially here, holly's one of the very few things that ever blooms. Like it's one of the few things that are evergreen. Like there's a whole, could go into a whole rant about like how a lot of our native species have been like our forests have been cut down and they brought in foreign trees that grow quicker. Yeah. So there's very few like proper native Irish forests okay. left. Um, with you know the proper like fairy tale looking <clears throat> gnarled trees and all of that. Yeah. Um, is the rowan pine or the rowan pine, is the rowan <laughs> tree? Is that like mm-hmm. a native plant? Yeah. That's it awesome. is. Yeah, and they're like everywhere. Like it's land like around where I grew up. You see them everywhere, and you can. You can pick them out because of their berries like you just see yeah. them like all over winter but yeah like that's it's interesting that like and then that and then did you say the oat king the so oak like oak oak king yeah okay that's really cool yeah i thought it was super cool i'd never heard of the oak king and the holly king i was like oh wow that's like super interesting because i don't know again like with folklore and stuff it's just really fun to think about you know this like sort of like mythology around there's like an oak king which is like I don't know if it's like a deity or what it is, but it's probably, I'm, I think in, there's like a lot of rituals, which I'll talk about next, but there's, people will like place offerings and stuff like that. And so I think the Oak King is probably part of that. It's interesting that they take it in shifts. It's just like, I'm not doing the whole year. Yeah. Like you take over. Yeah. You do the winter months. That's, I'm away to bed for a few months. Like This is your shift. Yeah. This is your shift. We're going to unionize if you don't start picking up your shift. <laughs> okay, Holly King, time to fucking wake up. Also, Holly King sounds like a mean girl. It totally like... does. <laughs> oh, Holly King. <laughs> fucking Holly King from ninth grade. Um, but yeah, so there's like a lot of different rituals and traditions. I focus mainly on more like European traditions for this episode. I know I saw stuff about um, China, but then I couldn't find... A whole lot and I don't want to because like 
the stuff that I was finding from like Chinese rituals, it was a lot of stuff that was saying like, this is a time when people eat like cats and dogs and oh god and i just was kind of like you know i don't want to create any more like xenophobia or anything like that so i'm gonna talk about that i'm also thinking that like when we're researching something you're reading it and going hmm this feels racist right so i kind of was like i'm not from any of these places i'm like born and bred in the u.s my fellow white folk in western europe i'm kind of like i feel safer with yeah. talking about their shit yeah and everybody in europe's oppressed enough people <laughs> like we can uh we can take a little bit of misrepresentation even if it's even if it's unintentional <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so anyway it says that the celts would celebrate midsummer usually called saint john's eve have you heard of that no saint john's eve i wonder is it, a, is it the same saint john that has saint john's wart yes you know they is it mm-hmm. and they called it that i guess because that was a time when a ton of St. John's wort would like pop up and they would harvest oh. it. And so it was called St. John's Eve because they would do most of the harvesting of the St. John's wort on Midsummer. Oh, God, that's crazy. Yeah. But the Celts would celebrate it by having bonfires on top of hills to symbolize the sun being at the highest point in the sky. Pagan Ireland would celebrate and honor the goddess Aideen. It's spelled E-T-A-I-N. Aideen, Yeah. Okay. Like now modern, the modern name would be Aiden. Okay. Like. <laughs> I'm like, Neve will know this. <laughs> I'll just ask her. <laughs> but apparently um, she's the sun goddess and the Celts believed that the warmth and light of midsummer would chase away darkness and banish evil spirits. They also had traditions of lovers jumping through flames in order to bring luck. And it was said that the higher they jumped, the more their crops would grow. Did you know any of this? So yeah, the bonfires, I know that there are a certain amount of like ring forts and like berry forts or whatever historical sites. And I remember from like learning about St. Patrick all of the times, like, you know, because every freaking year we have to learn about St. Patrick. Um, <laughs> As if you didn't already know. Well, like you learn a little bit more about him. It's like when you when you first learn about him, it's like, you know, oh, and he was just, he came over on a boat. And then by the time you're in like secondary school, high school, it's like, yeah, he was a slave and they kidnapped him. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Left all of this out when we were six making little like shamrock like <laughs> it just gets like, more things. brutal the or the older you get i if i remember right one of the one of the parts of his story was when he was like trying to convert ireland to catholicism he was trying to be defiant against the high king of ireland okay so like we had like we had like one king and they sat uh, Tara, which is in County Meath, which is like maybe like an hour or two hours drive outside Dublin. And like Tara Hill is still there. It's still like a major historic site. So I think one of the ways as like an act of defiance, he I remember he lit a bonfire on the top of the hill of Tara. Okay. And it was like a way to get the king's attention because it was like, I think only the king was supposed to be able to do that or oh. something like that. So it was, uh, I think it was like his way of using the traditions to like get attention it's really interesting so like yeah yeah and that's how you brought catholicism to ireland and then everything was great and nothing ever went wrong after that <laughs> everything was perfect <laughs> not to shit on catholicism or anything but it seems like it's brought Definitely. a lot of problems <laughs> mm, yeah especially for women <laughs> yeah and for you know minorities and indigenous peoples and all that yeah. kind of stuff But anyway, let's talk about the Swedes. (laughs) Yes. It's really funny because when I was reading about how the Swedish people would celebrate Midsummer, 
it talked about how they would like have this huge party and it was kind of like their way of being like, okay, see, we did like a social thing. We don't have to do anything else because we're <laughs> Swedish and we like being left alone. <laughs> that sounds perfect. <laughs> I know. I fucking love the fact that I'm like half, half Swedish, quote unquote. I'm not from there, but my relatives were. But I'm just like, yeah. I feel so very Swedish on such a deep level. <laughs> Like, just leave me yeah. alone. I've seen that, like, the controversy over, like, what are they calling it? Sweden Gate over the last week. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Or maybe, was it like two weeks ago? There's apparently this whole thing. Somebody had tweeted that, like, Swedish people don't feed their guests. <laughs> yeah, it's it's this whole thing. So, like, somebody was talking about how when they were a kid, they moved to Sweden. And the weirdest thing they found was, like, when you were a little kid, you would go and you would stay at somebody's house. Like, you'd go over there to, like, for a play date. Yeah. And when the like host child's dinner or lunch was ready, they would make the visitor kids stay in the room while the rest of the family ate. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so like people were like outraged. <laughs> it's like <laughs> everybody on Twitter was turning against Sweden because it's like Sweden's usually great at everything. What is this? You're not feeding children over there? <laughs> you have the government programs to feed children, but when they're at your yeah. house as a guest, you don't feed them. <laughs> Yeah, so like I think like loads of like Swedish people weighed in. They were like, "Well, no, like the the reason for it is like it's almost disrespectful to feed somebody else's child when you don't know what the dinner plans that their parents have for them are." Oh, interesting. Yeah, so like there could be some sort of dinner plans, and then like you send that person's kid home, and the kid's like, "No, I already had dinner." You know what I mean? Right. But then other people were like, "Well, that's where you call the parents and ask." <laughs> So I'd be like, no, stay in the room. There's a simple solution to this. <laughs> and somehow none of it's you like, thought of it. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of the telephone? <laughs> Over the course of like literally two days, like the entirety of like the internet was just like, Sweden's terrible. That is so funny. Because I'm from Minnesota. I don't know if I said that the last episode, but Minnesota is full of like Scandinavian people. So like Swedish, Norwegian, kind of like that general region. And so a lot of those sort of like customs and like traditions and stuff from those countries still kind of like exists in like Minnesota culture. It was really funny when I moved here and like being around my husband's family, it's like so it's like very like night and day. Cause like for us it was like you eat your like one serving of whatever. Like you don't go back to get seconds. You don't take the last piece of anything. Politeness like to an extreme. I never knew until I was older, but it was kind of like this unspoken rule of like you never eat like the last bite on your plate. Like you always leave like a little bit of food left. Okay. And like yeah. I always just did it and I didn't know why, but apparently it's like a sign of like, it's sort of like a symbol to like the host or whoever prepared your food that like you had like just enough. Uh, okay. Like you fed me. I couldn't possibly eat anymore. Yeah. Like, you fed me yeah. so well. Okay. And so it was really funny because my husband's family like will eat. They'll go up for like their like fourth serving of food <laughs> and they'll eat the last one and they'll like- yeah. Like it's just it was so weird. I was just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating. It's like stuff that you wouldn't even think of until like you're confronted with it or you notice it in other people, right? And you don't realize that like you're sensitive to these things, right? You, like the first time that happened around you, you're probably like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I I really was. I was like, "What what is going on? Like, why are you guys doing <laughs> this?" And then realizing yeah. that like maybe I'm kind of the weird one. I don't know, but that's just. You know, my family and my friends and everybody was just, that's just how it was. The thing, like, in Ireland, I've been told is an Irish thing that, like, you, when somebody offers you something, you never say yes. 
the first time. Yeah. You always say, no, 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 I'm fine. Yeah. And then they ask you again. You say, no, 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 I'm fine. And then they ask you a third time and that's when you take it. Yeah. Like it's, it makes no sense. Right. But it's like, if somebody goes right away, yeah, you're just like, oh, cheeky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's you're, very similar. You're eager. <laughs> right. That's similar to me too. Like I, for our, um, our wedding, we had ordered, because this was like peak pandemic COVID time, it was May 2020. So we had gotten these like prepackaged meals because it was just like our families, our immediate families. We got these like prepackaged meals from a restaurant. And um, we had like two left over at the end. And my husband's like, oh, is anybody still hungry? Does anybody want some? And his brother like immediately jumped up and he's like, I'll take them. And he's like, I'll eat it later for a snack. And I was like, how rude are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's so innocent. Like he was literally asked and he answered. Right. Right. And it's totally like, it's just so funny to think of the way that, you know, somebody asks you a question, you answer. Yeah, well, yeah, I would yeah. like some. But like yeah. the way I was raised, it's like you have to, you have to resist. You cannot yeah. say yes right away. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, and it makes no sense because like it would save so much time if you just go, yeah, I'll take that. Right. <laughs> but anyway, back to Midsummer in Sweden. <laughs> We're one of those podcasts now. We're yeah. tangents. Tangent time. But anyway, so Swedes celebrate Midsummer by going to the countryside apparently like people will have like country homes and a lot of times that's where they'll celebrate they'll party with their friends and family they often begin their day by collecting flowers to make wreaths that are placed on the maypole which i thought was i think it's so interesting that they have a maypole when it's in june yeah it's like you think it's like may day you know right it's which is usually like the first of may and that's Mm -hmm. i don't know it's almost like We've co-opted the Maypole and just made it a May thing or yeah. they did. I don't know. Well, I know like the start of summer in Celtic things is um, it's the same as the Irish word for May, which is Baltina. So okay. a lot of people say Beltane. Yeah, I've heard of Beltane. It, but like we would pronounce it Baltina. Okay. It's B-E-A-L-T-A-I-N-E. Okay. So it looks like Beltane if you were to read it. Yeah, so that's, I was taught as a kid that that's the start of summer. But like that correlates with May Day. So like Baltina would be the first May. Yeah. And May Day, the Maypole. Yeah. The customs have migrated a little bit. Yeah. What you're saying there just um about the wreaths and the Maypole is I think, am I right, you have not seen the movie Midsummer? I have not. I was gonna ask you if you had seen it because Yeah. <laughs> and I was there's a lot of that in it. <laughs> right. And I was gonna bring that up. Uh, the Swedish people do not celebrate Midsummer by like sacrificing or doing whatever they did in that movie. <laughs> Throwing a poor old man off a cliff, which is a, a big shock the first time you watch it. You're just like, What? Because the movie's just like it's a bit creepy up until that and then that happens and you're like, oh, What? <laughs> like, well this got terrifying. This is Making me not want to go to Sweden. Yeah. But, I mean, the all of the scenery and everything in that movie looks absolutely gorgeous. Right. And um, your flower crowns are very pretty. I know. I've wanted to watch it because of, like, the scenery and stuff like that and, like, Midsummer and Swedish things. But I also don't do well with horror movies, so I haven't watched it. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, like, gauge the level. I'm like, what level of horror is this? Because I could maybe watch it. You could probably watch, like, half of it. Like... <laughs> You could watch like, yeah, up until the point where it starts getting really creepy. Watch until they push the old man off the cliff and then like just stop watching it after that because you'll see all of the scenery and everything. (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) I might take your advice and watch until the man gets thrown off the cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's when that's when shit really hits the fan. Sorry, spoilers for Midsummer. but that movie's been out for a while. Yeah, it's been out for a few years. So if you haven't seen it, whatever. 
Also, just watch Hereditary. It's better. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't watch that one. I know that I can't no, watch that one. don't. Yeah, don't. Even then, like, that was the first film in a while that I... You know when you watch a horror movie and it stays with you? Yeah. Like, you keep thinking about scenes from it? Yeah. It's. It was the first one, I would say, in a good six, seven years that there was certain scenes from it that were coming back to me later. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. No, not for me. But you know what is for me? Yeah. <laughs> Midsummer, <laughs> The non-creepy one. So, yeah, they would make flower crowns and flower wreaths for maples, and they would dance around the maple. The typical food that they eat is usually some form of pickled herring boiled new potatoes with dill sour cream and chives they follow this up by eating grilled salmon or spare ribs and then they usually have fresh fresh strawberries and cream for dessert in folklore it's considered a magical night that is as it is the lightest night it's often said that it was the best night for telling fortunes girls would eat salted porridge so that their future husbands would bring them water in their dreams to quench their thirst no human sacrifices just you know some future telling some dancing around a maple flower crowns that's actually so like sweet and innocent they have salted porridge and flower crowns and right maple right after i was doing this research i was like can i have like a midsummer party it would sound cool even to like just take elements of all of it like have a little bonfire <laughs> wear some flower crowns jump over the fire know, eat strawberries and cream yeah it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a fun... I think maybe next year I'll plan. I'll make a better plan and be like, come over to my house, everybody. We're going to celebrate midsummer. Yeah. It will probably be 90 degrees Fahrenheit, but we'll do it anyway. <laughs> uh, the ancient Romans celebrated something that is similar to midsummer. It was usually celebrated like a week or two earlier than Midsummer is usually celebrated, but the um, the festival is called Vestalia. It's a religious festival in honor of Vesta, who is the goddess of virginity. And this is why a lot of people would get married in June, because it was kind of like, you know, there's this goddess who's a virgin, and you're going to get married and lose your virginity in June. Well, it sounds like almost <laughs> like a tribute. People would be virgins until marriage, and then you get married in her month. And it sounds like a, a tribute or sort of a way of honoring her. Yeah, I thought it was super interesting. I was like, oh, wow. But so Vesta is the goddess of virginity, as I just said. This was a time when the inner sanctum of the Vestal Temple was opened up for women to visit and make offerings to the goddess. The Vestalis, um, also known as the Vestal Virgins, swore 30 years of chastity, and they were the ones who guarded the sacred flame at the temple. Being chosen to be one of the Vestales was considered a great honor. To celebrate Vestalia, the Vestales would make a sacred cake using water carried in consecrated vessels from a holy spring. This water was not allowed to, like, touch the ground, to, like, touch anything on its journey. The festival lasted for eight days, and on the eighth day, not on the eighth day, but the eighth day became a holiday for people who worked with grain, such as millers and bakers. They would take the day off and spend it hanging flower garlands and small loaves of bread from their millstones and shop stalls. People still honor Vesta today. She's usually associated with domesticity. People will sing songs, recite prayers or hymns for Vesta if they're taking on a project in their home, like basically want good luck, so to speak. So she's kind of just like a deity that people will honor if you know if they're like starting a large like project like sewing a quilt or something like that they'll just like set out offerings to her and be like listen bitch help me make this quilt yeah yeah that's that's i guess she was probably a, a bit of like an icon for women especially back in those days because you know it's 
different to like our other like traditional ideas of like goddesses like it would always be like a goddess of fertility and war and and all of that there but she sounds like she was like the person who you know if you're going to cook a large meal or something like that more like things within the home she'd be the goddess that you'll honor yeah so it's like honoring women's work you know the traditionally unpaid unseen labor that women have done throughout history yeah Yeah, that's sweet we're down i like her i like Vesta. she's our girl she is (laughs) I started being like, oh, I need to, like, make, like, a shrine for her or something in my house because I'm always doing all the domestic things. Oh, yes. Me too. (laughs) Before Christianity, ancient Northern and Central European pagans, including the Germanic, Celtic, and Slavic groups, welcomed Midsummer with bonfires. It was thought that the bonfires would boost the sun's energy for the rest of the growing season and guarantee a good harvest for the fall. Bonfires were also associated with magic. It was believed that the bonfires could help banish demons and evil spirits and lead maidens to their future husbands. Magic was thought to be strongest during the summer solstice. And I think I I touched on this the last episode that we did, like in the Scandinavian region, and I think other parts of the world but i'm not so sure about that i can't remember that's what they would do they would like harvest their like herbs and things like that for they would harvest these things like on midsummer because it was considered to like make the magic more potent if you collect your saint john's wort on midsummer Mm -hmm. it's gonna work better than you know if you do it on like june 1st yeah like i suppose similar to how you know the moon has power and like you know you do it when like the moon is full like you know, if it's midsummer, then you have the power of the sun. That's probably even more potent, you know. And the like, how they said like the fires and the the light. It was considered it was considered powerful to banish demons and evil spirits and basically just like chase off the darkness. So that was really cool. In pagan folklore, it is said that evil spirits would come about on the summer solstice. <laughs> I can't speak today. Uh, people would wear protective garland of herbs and flowers to ward off the evil spirits. Which it's just really interesting because people make flower crowns and how it said that the Romans on the eighth day would like decorate their things with like flower garland and stuff like that. It's like it all comes back to like flower garland. Yeah. Which is super interesting. In a lot of European traditions, old and new, they still make flower crowns and flower garland. So it's really interesting how these ideas, like obviously not knowing the intricacies of like trade routes and history, but like these ideas have transplanted throughout like europe you know right. how how does like one completely different like people get this idea that they're going to have fire and flowers and you know gather together on this specific night of the year and then there's somebody like a thousand miles away who is doing very similar things just in a slightly different way that's a bit more relevant to them you know so it's yes. like if it's not a bonfire it's a maypole if it's not a flower crown or a wreath it's a garden right yeah, it's super I that's what I think has been so cool about all this research. And even when we were researching with folk healing, it's like people it's like people would find these same things and kind of like come to the same conclusions and not be anywhere near each other mm-hmm. on the earth. Yeah. And I think that's so so interesting and it's I know we talked about like astrology and how we're not really believers but stuff like this makes me feel like more of a believer because i'm like if so many people did the same things and believed all these same things and were all over the earth it's kind of like wow maybe these really maybe these things really do have 
like some sort of I don't know if magic is necessarily the right word but like kind of so sort of like magical properties I guess yeah or like at least like a connection within like the human psyche like I think yeah. one of the like the best examples is dragons like you have dragons in like Chinese culture you have dragons in like uh like European culture and like mm-hmm. that is to me very clearly people digging up dinosaur bones and going, <laughs> this was a giant creature that must have flown around and breathed fire. You know what I mean? Right. But like... This was a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Like the patron saint of England is uh, St. George and he was known for slaying a dragon. Yeah. You know, that was his big thing. And then you have like, in Chinese New Year, they have like dragon, like paper dragons on parade all the time. And Right. You know, it's these interpretations and whether it's like some sort of cosmic thing or whether it's like a just a, a deep like connection between people or it's just how people are coming to the same conclusions because of how our brains work or if it's just a passing of ideas because like people traveled so much more than we can probably even comprehend. Yeah. Like we yeah. we always think that like people, oh, like nobody traveled until like they had proper ships. But I mean, they're finding they find evidence of like people having bartered with completely different cultures going back thousands of years so humans I like to think of it I like to think of it as a sort of like intuition or knowing I guess just that people intuitively do bonfires and like make flower crowns and stuff like that and I know that in all the sort of like new agey like woo woo type stuff people will always talk about how we've become so disconnected Mm -hmm. from the earth and from our intuition and things like that and it makes me believe in that i'm like yeah i actually like i really do feel like we've become so disconnected because we don't we don't celebrate midsummer really i know in the u.s it's like not a thing yeah i don't know about no like even here it's like small it's small pockets of people and even then it's like new age people or like people who follow wicca or who are druids or things like that you know it's or else it's been co-opted into religion somehow it just like makes me really sad because i feel like we would have more of a connection with the earth if we did celebrate midsummer and all these other holidays that are like honoring the seasons and honoring the changing of the weather and the changing of crops and things like that. I think that, you know, especially with not to get like super political or whatever, but you know, it's like we like mass produce meat and we mass produce fruit and all that kind of stuff and we've become so detached from honoring that like you know a cow has to be born and like roam around and stuff like that instead of being like we're gonna have all these cows in this gigantic facility and they're all gonna be miserable for their whole lives and they're gonna die i guess what you're saying though like right i totally get like with the food thing I think because as you have mentioned, like we're able to like mass produce things and mass grow Mm -hmm. things. I have to actively remind myself sometimes that not everything is supposed to be in season. Yeah. All the time. So like you'll be going to pick something up for a recipe and you're like, oh, they don't have this or, you know, the strawberries that they have are really small. Like, oh, like they're usually a lot nicer than this. And you're like, well, it's freaking October like of course the strawberries are wrapped. right like they're they're grown like artificially and we're so used to things being like constantly available to us all mm-hmm. the time whereas I think if we had a bit of bit more connection I'm going like it's winter now like it's spring now like we're able to remember that like this is in season now like this is you know this is what we're able to harvest yeah. and this is what the earth is able to give yeah. us rather than just being 
it's just like this this very foreign concept of this is what we have and we have to have it all the time and if we we don't have it all the time then we're just gonna go somewhere else and buy it you know yeah yeah I think it would change a lot of people if we did celebrate it and we were acknowledging strawberries grow right now it's June so we're gonna have strawberries like how the Swedish people Mm -hmm. have strawberries and cream they're like yeah okay well this is a time when strawberries are really good so we're gonna eat them instead of being like it's January I'm trying to make strawberry cheesecake and it's not (laughs) these strawberries are terrible like I just feel like it would bring us back to a little bit of like appreciation and knowledge and awareness of the earth and where we live but I fully agree just a little bit more on midsummer Um, other folklore Mm -hmm. says that ashes collected from a midsummer bonfire can protect one from misfortune and that if you were to spread the ashes across your garden, it would bring a bountiful harvest. Um, this is a time for many rituals or offerings to gods and goddesses to bring bountiful harvest in the summer to come. People make altars. Um, on the altars, they'll put fresh cut flowers, citrine, seashells, flower crowns, daisy chains, flower garlands. Offerings to gods or goddesses or fae. The purpose of the offerings in witchcraft is to show loyalty and gratitude. It is said that the offering is sort of an exchange with the deity. It'll help you achieve whatever goal you're trying to do. So, you know, if it's you're trying to find love, you would put out offerings for like a love deity. So it's like a mutual like exchange. And then it's said that colors for Letha are gold, orange, yellow, and red. So fire colors. Oh, If that yeah. helps you remember you know like the sun and fire bonfires yeah um crystals and stones are carnelian citrine diamond sunstone tiger's eye copper and gold foods garden fresh fruits and vegetables daisy thyme marigold and sage the beverages that people would drink around this time ale lemonade mead milk to represent fey i guess i don't know enough about like Oh, fairies. Yeah. I think you probably know more about that. (laughs) I know that like one of the ways that you know a fairy is displeased is they turn milk sour. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think they're big fans of milk. Yeah. I'll I'll need to look into it. Mint tea, sun tea, and wine. Um, The deities are Apollo, Aten, Horus, Lu. Lu, yeah. The Irish sun god. Okay. Um, And Hestia. Symbols. Going back to everything we just talked about, sun, obviously, bonfire, oak trees, honey, roses, and fae. And that concludes my research on Midsummer. That's so interesting. Yeah. I think, like, especially what we were talking about, like, the whole, the connection and, like, all cultures seem to have wanted to, well, all cultures we talked about anyway, seem to have wanted to honor it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that, like, in Europe where we have seasons, you know right. what I mean? And I'm I wonder what the interpretation would be in like in other other cultures where like the maybe their seasons aren't as pronounced as they are here. Yeah. Thanks for informing me about about midsummer. That's definitely it was all stuff that like I think I didn't know and then like as you were talking, some of it became a bit more familiar. Yeah. Or like it kinda of made a bit more sense as you were talking. I'm like, oh that's why they do that or that's why <laughs> I like mentally associate like bonfires with summer and you know yeah flower crowns and stuff but it's cool it's like making me like think like that a proper like 
summer wedding would be really cool. Like if you got married in June and you did the whole bonfires and flower crowns. And, right. It would be cool. Kind of stuff. It yeah. would be very like Instagrammy. But it's funny because I, when I was growing up, I always wanted to get married in October because, you know, hashtag spooky season. Oh, yes. That's why I'm getting married in October. <laughs> Lucky. But then, like, everybody started doing it, and it was, like, really hard to find a venue or find, like, anybody who was available in October. And I was like, you fucking basic bitches with your pumpkin spice lattes, get away from my spooky holiday. And then I got married in May. <laughs> so you went, like, completely opposite. I did. I was like, fuck all of you. <laughs> yeah. See, the weather's so terrible here that, like, I don't think anybody wants to get married in October, so it's been relatively easy. <laughs> That's so nice. Like, everyone just wants to get married in June and July in Ireland because you're more likely to get some sunshine for your photos and for your... Uh, <laughs> For your ceremony. But you were yeah. like, you were like, bring on the clouds. Yeah. Like it's going to be moody photos and leaves and. Perfect. Like probably wet leaves. I was going to say, <laughs> like, are they going to be wet leaves? <laughs> yeah, probably wet leaves. But I throw them at you and for some nice, nice photos. I'll make them a little flower crowd of wet leaves. <laughs> so I funny. Love that. But yeah. So this was our second episode of Rowan and Pine. Hopefully we can make a ton more episodes. Yeah. Um, the next episode, I'm going to be telling Emily about something that I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I was going to like come up with something on the fly and I'm like, no, nah, don't do that. Because then you'll be like forced to do it. Right. And then you're like tied down to it. You're like, damn it. I actually yeah. didn't want to do this. But and um, then it's like, I realize there's nothing to do. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is about six minutes of content. I was going to say great. you have like one paragraph. But um. <laughs> If you haven't already, you can find us on Instagram at Rowan and Pine. Um, also, if you, I know we've talked about like, oh, contact us if blah, blah, blah. But seriously, our email is Rowan and A-N-D Pine Pod at gmail.com. So if you want to correct us on anything, tell us we suck, tell us you love us, anything like yeah. that, send an email. Please don't be too mean. We're very sensitive. You're sensitive, maybe I'm I'll just be like, yeah, I hate you. (laughs) Direct all your criticism at Emily. She can take it. Okay, so uh, I have been me. I'm Emily. And uh, thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. Bye.